When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, and welcome to Criminality, the podcast where we know loving reality TV isn't a crime, even though we are just now finished with Scandaval, which has taken over the last three months of our lives. Tonight is the final Secrets Revealed episode, and then, wiping my hands of it, we're finished. Um, We're done with it. We have to move on. We have to move on at some point. It's good news, bad news, but speaking of Scandaval, to kind of celebrate it being over slash we know it's never really over because there's toms involved we are doing a little giveaway on instagram so if you would like to win a a hoodie uh, that says it's always about tom go over to our instagram at criminality show and you'll see details there on a post that has a white hoodie on it you'll see it all you have to do is leave a review and take a screenshot of it and dm us and you'll be entered to win so we're going to draw that next week so when you're hearing this you can still participate. There you go. That's great. I'm very excited. And Rebecca, I desperately, desperately have been waiting to hear about your last week because I want to relive this story vicariously through you. Please tell the people what you did last week. It's so fun to finally have something to say that I did (laughs) in between talking to you. I'm always like, yep, just another couple weeks. Same here. Okay, bye. (laughs) But no, this this was kind of major. So months and months ago, me and my friend got tickets to see the incomparable Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. They were doing this small three-city, three-show, actually, I think it's more than three shows, but three-city tour. And it was called the Restus Leg Tour, which is a great name. Love it. And mm-hmm. I didn't really get it. Like, I was like, I don't know what they're doing, but I don't care. I'll be there. Exactly. And they were odd cities. I want to say Boston, D.C., and Atlantic City. Actually, Atlantic City is the only weird city. Yeah, to New I was Jersey. Like, the other are pretty strong. Those are pretty normal. I guess surprised. I was surprised mm-hmm. that it wasn't New York because Tina lives there and LA, Amy lives there. But now I have a theory as to why. Okay. So cut to this was many months ago and me and my friend just bought the tickets saying we'll figure it out. So then, uh-huh. you know, what happens as always is like the event sneaks up on you. We remember it's on a Sunday night. Ooh. What she didn't know when we got the tickets was it would be her son's graduation party that day at her home. <laughs> Atlantic City <laughs> is three hours from where I live, two hours from where she lives. So oh all of a sudden gosh. we're just like, we'll figure it out. But this is like not the easiest thing to pull off. So anyway, we meet there. She does have a beach house in Ocean City, which is only 30 minutes from Atlantic City. So we made a night of it. We both went down, met at the show and spent the night. It was at the Hard Rock Arena in Atlantic City. Let's get to the important part. I just had to set some context. It was electric. It was a celebration of their friendship over 30 years. So it was kind of like a show in three parts. It was the 90s, the 2000s, and then now. And it was audiovisual. So they played their... I mean, I don't know how much you want to know because I here's my theory. They're workshopping something. This has okay. to be a Netflix special or a special on some streamer. Yeah. This is too good for all of America and a lot of the world not to see. Sure. They are so brilliant and funny and adorable and their chemistry is electric. It was so good that I don't want to say too much because I feel like we're all going to be watching it on our screens and I think they're going to add cities and I think they're going to do a live one. Chicago would make perfect sense because they talk so much about the groundlings where they met. So... I could have stayed, it was a two hour, like a solid two hour show. There, there was a cameo. Do you want to hear who? Yes, absolutely. Rachel Dratch rolled in as Debbie yes. Downer, like oh, literally really? on a chair. Oh my gosh. Yep. <laughs> they reprised Weekend Update and they did current events. I mean, uh. they 
identified, they so clearly know who their audience is and they just delivered everything they would want. Those people would want. And we just, Mm -hmm. I mean, we were, it was like a laugh a minute. It was, I love it. It was so good. Now here's where you're going to say, Rebecca, what are you a critic? No, but my real assessment of it is that it's like a solid B plus, but even I was like, this could be tighter. (laughs) And there was a Q and A and it was too long and they were reading them. They were pre-written. So it kind of sucked the energy down. So I would shorten that. And this is going to be an A plus show, but it's like, they're figuring it out. They each did a 10 minute standup set and neither of them have ever done standup. They're like, we wanted to challenge ourselves. So we're each going to do 10 minutes alone doing standup. Incredible. And they ended it. Oh my gosh, that's a long, 10 minutes to have never done it. It feels like a very long time to do stand It's stand-up a long set, yeah, time. it is. But they're like complete pros. And what was really fun was, I think we know they're different and they're different yeah. performers, but this like really highlighted Tina's strengths and Amy's strengths. And like, you could just see what different performers they are and how well they go together. And oh, can't recommend more. I feel kind of bad that only... A little few people are seeing it. I do. I do. I wish you could have been there, Melissa. You should have been there, but it will come to more cities. I I just can't imagine this will go out quietly. Just people loved it. It was a sold out show. Like it was, it was so good. Okay. We both know it's not coming to Orlando. Like let, I, I, I've well, let that dream go. But I'm if it's to your going living to New room. York, I'm flying up there. Yeah. No, if it comes to New York, I will buy probably a handful of tickets because I yeah. like know people will want them and I know you will come. So it's happening. Well, yeah. I was looking at the tickets when I saw that it was out there and I was trying to think like, how can I justify going yeah. to one of those yeah. when I already had New York on like my travel the list for yep. the year? Yeah. And, but I really wanted to, I was really like You'd love considering it. it. Yeah. That's like, I mean, they're everything to me. I just Same. adore them both. Yeah. Same. So. And it fueled me like creatively. It just got me so. No, I, I like, get it. I just left so inspired. It was so good. It was so good. That's, oh man. I love that so much. Oh, I'm so happy yeah. for you. I hate yeah, that they didn't let asking. you take pictures. That's my oh. new thing. I've decided they should let us take two minutes of pictures in yeah. these kind of events and then stop it. People won't keep taking pictures. If, but you if you let, let them, them yeah, one, then they're not going to try to sneak it in the middle of the show. I don't understand that at That's all. Very reasonable. Crazy. And they they had a very strict sign. It was like you will be tossed out. We'll shine a light Oof. on you, and we will escort you out. Like no second chances. So I was like, I'm yeah. not risking it. Um, so that was that was a big bummer. And you weren't allowed to tweet. I don't know how they governed that. And no heckling, they said. I'm like, who in their world? Like, if you ever. <laughs> I would is, take them out. I would too. I would give them the Heather Dubrow special if they even tried it. I give them so. Rebecca at the Comedy Cellar special. <laughs> I've learned it. Oh, my earrings will <laughs> I know it now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she's in there. She doesn't come out a lot, but when she does. I got to be a witness and it was beautiful. I enjoyed it so much. Well, Rebecca, I love that you got to go. That was so fun. I loved hearing about it and felt like a part of me went with you. That's what I told myself when I was sad that I wasn't there. Yeah. But would you like to get into this week's story? So my clues were Tampa. Was Tampa one of them? Or Florida? Oh, I thought it was Florida. No, I think you're probably right with Florida. I might not have wanted to be that specific. Brother. Brother? Did I say musician as one of them? No, you said VH1. VH1. Okay, I remember seeing the (laughs) The guitar. guitar, (laughs) Yeah, the guitar emojis. That's what I went with. But yeah, those were my clues. Several of you got it today, right? Yeah, people... And and someone else had guessed previously. So I only know because our listeners are so keyed in and smart. So I know around and about who it's about, but I can't wait to hear the story because I don't know the story for sure. Okay. Well, I want to apologize (laughs) from the beginning. I did not remember a lot of this story. And so it's quite strange. And let's just get into it. So Rebecca, before Chrisley knew best, there was another somehow even more winsomeless twit who was also given his own show. (laughs) And that man was named Terry Jean Belia, star of the VH1 show, Hogan Knows Best. Were you a Hogan head, Rebecca? No, my brother was. I did watch a lot of WWF in the mornings with him growing up. Mm Really? Interesting. Okay. Did you watch any of the Hogan Knows Best show? I think I've seen glimpses of, like, I'm picturing his daughter. Like, I think I've seen a little bit here and there, but I don't even know if I've seen a whole episode. And I think most of us would feel the same way. Okay, good. Maybe seen a few clips, but nobody can really identify an entire Mm -mm. episode. Mm Mm-mm. 
it never stuck with us, thank goodness. So Hogan Knows Best, though, for those of you who haven't seen it, followed the Hogan family for four seasons from 2005 to 2007 before eventually creating a spinoff that was somehow even more terrible than the original called Brooke Knows Best, and that followed yeah. the life of Hogan's daughter, Brooke. Right. Which we don't hear anything about her now. Like, no. Literally, ever. But I'm fine with that. But Rebecca, I'm getting ahead of myself. Think back to 2005. I won't ask you where you were because last time I think you were about three years off on your personal timeline to what was actually going on. at <laughs> Yeah, and it involved you... one of my kids' dates of birth, which was the really alarming part. But I do want to say I fact-checked myself to the point where I can say safely I had a baby that year, 2005. 2005? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, don't let your kids hear this just in case. <laughs> <laughs> but that year was really a great year for reality TV. Other shows to join the Hogans were Strange Love with Flavor Flav oh, and Brigitte sure. Nielsen. That sure. was unsettling for many <laughs> reasons. My Fair Brady, which is one of my favorites with Christopher Knight and Adrian Curry. Did you ever watch that one? I didn't. I know about it, but I never watched it. Truly that one. I watched every episode. All great titles. Yes, it was great. And of course, I Want to Be a Hilton Oh, was yeah. also out in 2005. And I actually don't remember that one at all. I mean, it's come up on this show, but I don't really have any yeah. knowledge outside of the name of it. But today we aren't talking about those pieces of cinema. We're talking about <laughs> this piece of crap Hogan knows best. <laughs> and Rebecca, I'm going to give you a little clip to show you just how lovable this family is. And by that, I mean, not at all. Brony just asked my daughter on a date. That would be awesome. Dad, do you remember Adam? No, she's not going out with him. Not as long as my name's Hulk Hogan. Some cocky college kid. He's 22 and you're a child. That's against the law. I want to talk to him. Yeah, Brooke's not ready. Have you had like an AIDS test? Yeah. So before we go any further into this award repellent show, let's learn more about the members of the Hogan family. And we are going to really fly through this because I feel no personal attachment to any of these people. Cool. So <laughs> Terry Valio was born on August 11th, 1953 in Augusta, Georgia, but he moved to the Tampa Bay area, which tracks when you see the overall look of one Mr. <laughs> Terry Valio. <laughs> Terry, who later becomes Hulk, so I'm really just going to call him Hulk throughout the uh, episode. He was an athlete while he was growing up and even a little bit musically inclined. He also loved watching wrestling and he idolized a wrestler by the name of superstar Billy Graham. No, not that one. Right. The wrestler. <laughs> I had bizarre. to Google it because I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. So his band was named Ruckus, and it actually began to get kind of popular in the Tampa Bay area. And as wrestlers came to Tampa, they quite often went to something called the Wrestling Sportatorium, which is a real word. And sometimes the wrestlers would wrestle there and then go see the bands and would see inevitably his band Ruckus. So there's these two brothers who are impressed with Hulk's size and basically pitched him to this bigger name in wrestling saying like, hey, this guy could be a good wrestler. He has a big personality. What do you think? And Hulk had always been interested in wrestling. So he started lifting weights in hopes of bulking up so he could get into wrestling. So apparently these brothers heard a no originally, but they didn't stop. And after a year, they go back to see Hulk. And he's hooked up and he's bigger. And so they finally got <laughs> people on board that needed to be on board to basically like back him to become a wrestler. So they see him and are like, hey, okay, want to be a wrestler? In a week, you have your first match. And he was like, all right, I'll do it. Rebecca, what do you think his first uh wrestling name was? Oh, go ahead. If you have a question... Feel free to jump in. There's a lot of information that doesn't matter. So no no wrestling background? Just some training, gym training? Yeah, basically training. I'm sure he watched a lot of wrestling, so okay. I'm sure there was some practice yeah. there, but like yeah. no real, real practice okay. before he started. Mm -hmm. Okay, so a name before Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Um, what's his actual given name again? Terry Balea. Terry Balea. Mm -hmm. Terry Balea. Bananas Bolia. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. That was good. It was Super Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> I really prefer Terry Bananas Bolia. <laughs> I love Terry Bananas Bolia. And if that's not the episode name, I don't know what will be. <laughs> oh. So af 
After a few years, though, the wrestling big names at B wanted him to work on this name. They were like, Super Destroyer, no, (laughs) but you weren't around to pitch them your great name. So they were like, no, Rebecca, what are we going to do here? Right, right. And so they wanted to give him a name that reflected his Irish roots because at that time, a lot of wrestlers like played into whatever their background was. I'm not going to go into those names, but some of them would be considered rather offensive now. It would oh, be sure, sure, like sure. very culturally inappropriate yes. at this point. Yes. But he had Irish roots, so they decided to have him use the last name Hogan. Apparently, that is an Irish last name. I don't know. Didn't fact check that. But Rebecca, do you have any idea how he got the first name Hulk? Well, there's the Incredible Hulk. Okay. Who's very a large, important. green, mm-hmm. strong aggro dude so maybe from hulk honestly rebecca great job (laughs) i mean no really he actually was in an interview for a news station with lou ferrigno who played the hulk right the two of them were together and people commented during this interview hey you're actually bigger than the hulk and so from there that's literally how he got his name okay i like that also offensive to lou ferrigno that they're like You're tiny. This guy's (laughs) the Hulk. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but that's where his name came from. So in 1983, Hulk is wrestling. He ends up marrying his long-distance girlfriend at the time named Linda, and the two go on to have the two kids together, Brooke and Nick. So all four of them are eventually featured on Hogan knows deadly squat or best whichever (laughs) whatever you're thinking and as far as the ins and outs of wrestling hulk was really just great at it he was a natural in in terms of flair and the drama and the skill and there's a bunch more i'm sure i could you know discuss about his wrestling career but why should we do that when that's not why we're plenty of crime Rebecca, speaking of crime, do you want to start with the steroids? Yes, please. Okay, perfect. Because if not, I was going to have to skip around and I don't know where I was going to go next. I always prefer to start with the steroids. (laughs) Same. (laughs) When given a choice. So back in the 90s, there's this big pushback on steroid use in sport. Sure. And one of the biggest trials that took place then regarding steroids was the trial of the United States versus Vince McMahon. Do you remember this trial going on? He was like a WWF bigwig. He's Vince McMahon's like the big guy in all of this, right? But at this time, Vince and the Hulk had a fairly acrimonious relationship. So people worried that when this trial, you know, was happening, if Hulk was called in to testify, he would really just like go into Vince and be very, very bad for his case. But on the stand... Hulk actually was very honest about his steroid use, said that he had used it for years to bulk up, but he said Vince never gave him any of these steroids, never supplied him, never knew anything about it. And this was really a huge statement in the case for Hulk to make, and many believe that his testimony was what led to a not guilty verdict for Vince McMahon. Can we move on to my favorite story within this story, Rebecca? Always. Okay, we're going to play a fill-in-the-blank game. Like a Mad Lib. It's a Mad Lib. Thank you. Originally, I was doing a Mad Lib. Then I was like, no, I'm just going to do fill-in-the-blank. But then I changed it to Mad Lib. So good job. Okay, great. So, Rebecca, I'm going to need you to give me the name of a talk show host. Your favorite, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) How dare you? So, Kelly Ripa, everyone's favorite everything. (laughs) The next one I need is a number between 1 and 999. 67. I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Way to be appropriate. (laughs) 67. And then I need a name of a beverage. Topo Chico. What is it? Chico? Oh, Topo Chico. We could edit that out. Is that? Give me me a real drink. Give me a drink Orlando people know. It's a Mexican sparkling water. My husband loves it. Okay, um, fancy. No, let's go Diet Coke. Let's perfect. keep Thank it on brand. making that so much easier for me. I, I don't even know what I spelled on there. And the last three things I need is a direction. So like. Like geographic? Forward, backwards, oh. east, west, whatever you think. Southwest. Southwest. A body part. Shoulder. Shoulder. And something you do to a door. Open. Open. All right. Here's here's your Mad Lib. Sorry, that's noisy. Okay. 
Here we this go. This is really fun. Okay. Okay, good. Here we go. <laughs> Kelly Ripa, the talk show host, sues Hulk Hogan for $67 million in damages Ooh. after Hulk and Diet Coke are on the show and Hulk puts him in a Southwest shoulder open. Uh-oh. I mean, it made a little bit of sense <laughs> here and there, but would you like me to fill in the actual blanks of the story? Yes. You're going to die. That's great. Okay, good. Richard Belzer, Law and Order... Richard Belzer. Munch? R.I.P. Yes. Detective Munch? Talk show host. Okay. Sues Hulk Hogan for $5 million in damages after Hulk and Mr. T, sorry, I should have said Mr. Diet Coke, Mr. T are on the show and Hulk puts him in a front chin lock. Wait, wait, wait. Puts Belzer or T? Belzer. Would you like to see the clip? I don't know. This is is shocking. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, it is going to be a little unsettling for you, but I think it should start right at the right time. I think I clipped it to the right time. This is about to blow your mind. Now, the first thing you need to know about amateur wrestling yes. or professional wrestling or submission holds, you just tell me, brother, when you want him to quit squealing, okay? All right. It's called a front chin lock. How about it, T? Keep like that for a little while. He's all right. He's just sleeping. He's sleeping. Really, that's, I, was, I was asleep a hole. He'll be all right. He's waking up now. That was a serious right, A lot of people. See, it works. All right, brother. And now, we'll be right back after this word from you know who. You hear this? We'll be right back. No idea when I said when I got up and said we'll be right back. I had no idea where I was. I was in shock. And just I know I'm bringing doing this a little bit, maybe going too far. But can we get a close up of these stitches? Because I saw Bill Cosby today, and he thought it was a hoax. And if he thought, can we read that? Is that? Can you see that? Can you see those stitches? I'm sorry to do that to you. I, I, I'm sorry, but I just wanted to. Uh, to show you, and this is not the first incident between a professional wrestler and a television interviewer. I was not prepared. I mean, there. I tried to prepare you with a Mad Lib. <laughs> I did not make that correlation. Belzer came out of nowhere into this whole story, first of all. And now I'm seeing him being having violence perpetrated against him. I, I'm, I, okay. Is that not just totally wild? When I found out there was a Richard Belzer, like just the fact well, that one, I didn't he know he had, had a talk, talk show. show. Yeah, that, that's yeah. another mystery we need to solve, but... That's really scary. I feel so bad. Yeah, it was awful. So the story goes, for those of you not watching the clip, which we do need to show that. But we like, really should With post a that. trigger warning. Yeah. Really? it is graphic. So as an attempt to prove that wrestling is real, and as this promotion to WrestleMania, Mr. T and Hulk go on Richard Belzer's talk show, which was called Hot Properties, which also doesn't really make any sense. Strange. Yeah. So while he's while they're on the show, Richard had asked Hulk, and I don't know if this was well before or when, but basically said, put me in this wrestling move. Put me in a wrestling move. Show me. I don't believe wrestling's real, that sort of thing. So Hulk says no, but I guess Richard keeps asking him and saying, you know, it's fake. So I guess if you don't want to do it, and he decides to actually do it. So before doing this move, though, Hulk told Richard to signal to him when he couldn't take anymore. And I'm assuming that's when Richard's arms like flopped in the air. Yeah, right? both out to the side, kind of an international sign of like surrender. <laughs> if you ask me, I don't feel like it was a secret. It was pretty <laughs> right. It seemed pretty obvious something was wrong, but Hulk wasn't paying attention. He was talking to Mr. T. So he doesn't, I guess, see this signal of the man he's putting in a front chin lock and he ends up instead passing out and cracking mm-hmm. his head open mm-hmm. and losing consciousness. You can see Richard pop up, turn around. You see blood on the back of his neck, oh, right? Oh, I did No, I did oh, not yeah, see there's, that. Like, it's, on oh, his, it's on his suit. Oh, my gosh. Turns around and says, we'll be right, af- right back after these sponsors or something crazy. Yeah. He, he went right he into host know he mode. That. I know, which you see after that. But that's why... I could see people thinking it was a, a little gimmick, like a little a, a shtick. Yeah, but he was literally just coming in and out of consciousness. Terrifying. Jumped up and said that. Yeah. Terrible. So, 
super terrifying. So Richard ends up suing Hulk for damages of $5 million. You can hear his head bounce on the ground. Eventually, of course, this is settled out of court. And while we don't know how much Richard Belzer ended up getting, he did end up buying a farmhouse property in France named Shea Hogan. So he probably did Stop. quite well. Mm-hmm. I love that ending Isn't for him. Great? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Totally. Okay. Any questions on that? Whole yeah, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. It was wild. I'm gonna save some questions for the end. Table. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, Rebecca, before we get into any more of the lawsuits and crimes related to Hulk Hogan, let's take a quick break, like Richard Belzer said, to hear from this week's sponsors. Spring is bursting with fresh energy. The air, our aspirations, and even our homes get a refreshing makeover. And what better time to revamp your home security with Simply Safe? It's our top choice and for good reason. Praised as the best home security system for 2024 by US News and World Report and recognized by Newsweek for its exceptional customer service, Simply Safe has you covered. From break-ins to fires and floods, its comprehensive sensors keep your entire home safeguarded. I also love that with the cameras I have in my house, I can be gone, not be able to get a hold of a kid, and simply go onto one of the cameras and look around the room and see my kid is there and safe, but just ignoring me, as you know, kids will do sometimes. And with a range of indoor and outdoor cameras, you can keep a vigilant eye on your property around the clock. For less than a dollar a day, you can enjoy 24-7 professional monitoring, ensuring prompt emergency responses for whenever you need it. Plus, Simply Safe's monitoring agents can intervene in real time, deterring intruders with the power of voice through wireless indoor cameras. But the best part is there's no long-term commitment, and you have a generous 60-day money-back guarantee. So why not give Simply Safe a try? If it doesn't exceed your expectations, Expectations, simply return it for a full refund. Simply Safe has given us and our listeners real peace of mind. We want you to have it too. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com/criminality. That's simplysafe.com/criminality. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So Rebecca, as I mentioned earlier, Hogan Knows Best premiered in 2005, and it was, as Hulk later described it, soft reality, meaning things in the show were exaggerated, scenes were recreated. Basically, think of the worst reality shows you watch, and this was worse than that. Like, he said they all played up their personalities, they didn't really act like that, which always is so weird because I feel like their life could have been fascinating if they were just being real in a way normal kind of boring, yeah but but i get it, it was kind of osborne's-esque i yeah. felt like in that I way i got chrisley vibes from it too in terms of like the way he was fathering and like yeah. you know yeah. yeah no you're right you're right so the series followed hulk and his wife linda as they raised their two teenage kids brooke and nick so nick at the time loved race cars and he wanted to become a professional driver so you kind of watched him kind of looking into that world and Brooke loved music and went on to release a song called About Us. Do you remember oh, that jam? I don't. If you Was don't it really good? It, that's okay. <laughs> I don't have a follow-up to that, but I just want you to know you shouldn't feel bad about a song that's this forgettable. And while Hogan Knows Best did well for VH1, it was never the hit the Osbournes or Newlyweds were for MTV. But by 2007, everything really comes to a halt. And that's for a few reasons. The first being that Nick, his son, was in a motor vehicle accident with a friend of his. Do you know this story? I don't know this story. Okay, this is terrible, so I'm really going to fly through it because it is super sad. So Nick was apparently racing his car. His friend was in the passenger seat. They end up hitting a tree going upwards of twice the speed limit, which was like 110, something like that. Oh my gosh. So they both survive, but Nick ends up being charged with reckless driving and underage drinking. So I think Nick was 17 at the time. So Nick is treated overnight at the hospital for his injuries and he's released the next day. 
His friend John, however, received permanent brain damage that was the direct result of this accident and actually led to him needing full-time care for the rest of his life. Like, it was terrible, the worst thing that could have happened. Yeah. So this whole story is obviously very sad, so let's skip to the sentence as well as the juicy parts of the Hogan family story. Ultimately, Nick was sentenced to just eight months in jail and five years of probation. He, of course, has since finished both of these, but one interesting thing to note is a big part of Nick's personality on the show was being a race driver, right? Like that's what he wanted to do was race cars. So he had a relationship with Formula One, was like working on sponsorships, and obviously everyone dropped him, got out of Dodge after this. That's rough. Yeah. So also in 2007, it was reported that Hulk and Linda were ending their marriage after more than 20 years together. Hmm. And Rebecca, would you like to know some of the juicy gossip that led to this divorce? Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, I know. I mean, I shouldn't be embarrassed at this point to say yes. I think we all know my answer, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to get worse, but let's start here. Okay. So according to Linda, it had to do with Hulk having an affair. And Mm. this affair he had was with his daughter, Brooke's best friend. Oh, yeah, no. I don't want to. I don't want to name her here because honestly, she's been through enough having had any type of relationship with that man. She Truly. should be anonymous. Yeah, she should change her name to anonymous. <laughs> but before you worry too much about her, she was actually thirty three years old at the time. That makes me feel better, to be really yeah, honest with you. It does. <laughs> it changes things. But Brooke was eighteen, which is also a s- strange thing for like this best friend dynamic that they had. It's odd. Yeah. So for his part, though, Hulk actually denied this affair. He, like, always denied this affair. But this anonymous woman came forward and, like, said, yeah, I did it. I ruined my friendship with Brooke. Brooke believes it happens. Everyone else believes it happens. He said it didn't happen. Okay. Hmm. And this is a side note and not a crime, but felt like a crime at the time. Linda goes on to date one of her son Nick's classmates. So Nick is in one grade. The next grade up is this boy, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And then the next grade is Brooke. So he was in between them in school. Eek. He was 19 and she was 48. They dated for four years. Whoa. I know. Ended up going on couples therapy together, the TV show. Oh. Got engaged. My gosh. But split shortly after. Like, it was just, oh, gross on every lap. Like, that it's just, is like it's a kid. real reality stuff. That's mm-hmm. like, yeah. How were any of these people keeping it together during the time they were even on the show? Because not okay. They truly left, left, like, lost it all. So, Rebecca, are you kind of wondering how much Linda got in the split of this divorce? Because he wasn't worth anything when she married him, so there was no prenup. What do you think she got in this divorce? Percentage-wise. I don't have numbers. I have percentages. Because I'm thinking WWF success, he must have Mm -hmm. a lot of money if he didn't do stupid things like we've heard about other people do. Well, she's probably entitled to 50% or more. Yeah. Or more is the correct answer. She apparently got 70% of the couple's liquid assets, I know, as well as 40% of Hulk's companies. Wow. Still not enough for me to sleep with that man. Speaking of sleeping with that man, more controversy came for Hulk in the form of a sex tape that was released in 2012, but filmed in or near 2007. Rebecca, your face tells me you did not know there was a Hulk Hogan sex tape. No, but I started wondering if he had, did he have a woman like as part of his wrestling persona? You know how some wrestlers like Randy Macho Man Savage had Elizabeth? Did he have one of those? See, I told you I watched this on I had no idea you were this immersed in this lifestyle. They're like the only two I know from growing up, but he had this beautiful woman, Elizabeth, who wore like Vanna White gowns. Kind sure. of thing, and I was always mm-hmm. like, "Wow, that's beauty." That woman, Elizabeth, that's who I want to be. <laughs> just is it like a woman like that with Hulk? Maybe for this sex tape, or just mm-hmm. in general for his wrestling? No, both. It's oh. so much grosser. Oh, okay, I can't wait okay. To okay. Tell, tell you. me, tell me. The tape unfortunately featured Hulk and a woman named Heather, who was married to Hulk's alleged best friend, a radio DJ named Bubba the Love Sponge. Stop it. This is way worse. So messy. These people are the worst. It just continues to get worse. I cannot wait. And I cannot believe you haven't heard of this. Nope. Never heard of it. Seared in my brain. So in this video, Hulk's actually talking to his friend, 
Bubba the Love Sponge, and his friend's wife. And then he and the wife go off to the room and they do things I don't feel comfortable with saying on this podcast. I actually had to Google the words Hulk Hogan sex tape to find this information. Ruh-roh. And let me tell you, my computer has been never been the same since then. It's, I'm much more worried about your brain. It's actively trying to just die on me as we speak, as is my brain after yeah, seeing I'm, this. Yeah, I'm very worried. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's rough. So back to whatever the, this is. The reason we actually know about this sex tape is because the website Gawker actually posted video of the sex tape. Oh. So it was actually filmed, this video that ends up being released on three separate occasions, with the third of this actually being the most damaging for Hulk. And I'll get back into what exactly that was in a second. Honestly, somehow, (laughs) I love reading my notes when I haven't read them for like a day. (laughs) Honestly, somehow Hulk made him banging someone on camera less offensive (laughs) than what he does on this third tape. (laughs) Oh, no. It's true. So after this video is (sighs) released... Hulk is obviously infuriated, and he claimed that the way this video actually got out was that there was a DJ, these names are so ridiculous, a DJ named Mike Cowhead Calta and Matt Spiceboy Lloyd, and these two men inside Bubba the Love Sponge's home stole the tape, saw the tape, stole it, and ended up selling it as a way to like one-up each other in radio wars. I don't know. The woman, Heather, kept it in her house? That seems... She and the husband watched it several times. This was like a thing of theirs. So this was like... Oh, gotcha, gotcha, It was common knowledge in their house and someone saw it and took it. Cool, cool, cool. Okay. Everyone's on board. Cool. Mm -hmm. Everyone's on board. Yes. Here's another Melissa note after my comment about radio (laughs) wars. Do I know exactly what that means? No. But after seeing Hulk's (laughs) hind end, you'll have to excuse me for not looking into this further. (laughs) But yeah. Rebecca, <laughs> get a pass. I mean, I've had some trauma, but what I can gather is they somehow got their hands on the tape, sold it to Gawker. So not only does Hulk sue Gawker, but he goes on to sue Cox Media, where the radio DJs shows are hosted, right? So back to Gawker, these t- tapes were obviously not something Hulk was wanting to get out. But remember what I said about that third tape. Yeah. What actually happens is the National Enquirer releases a transcript of these tapes. And not only did this third tape include Hulk slapping his stomach and saying, quote, I can't believe I just ate. I feel like a pig, which is seared in my memory forever. I, I know this from quote. that time. I think of it every day from that time. Oh, weird. It's the things that that stick with me. But it but was I- so disturbing. I don't know. That didn't cross my desk. Like that didn't, that cultural moment missed me. I don't know why. No. I'm grateful. Your brain saved But I don't you. know why. <laughs> I know. Well, remember how I told you real quick, how I told you like something triggered this story in my brain? Yes. I was listening to a podcast and Drew Tarver, who's from the other two that I love so much. Yeah. He was saying something and he said, I can't believe I just ate. I feel like a pig. And he was like, you guys remember that from, and I was like, oh my gosh. And so that's unfortunately how what we got here. unleashed this story. Okay. Well, it's good Sorry. to have something to yeah, point to. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> so after the intercourse, the two begin talking about his kids. So he's talking to Heather, his friend's wife, mm-hmm. and he's saying like, Nick isn't doing great, but he doesn't refer to the accident. So that's why people think it was filmed before the accident actually happened, because obviously that would be like a Top conversation. Of, yeah. Yes. Like what's going on. But Brooke is really the real issue to him. He says, I spent $3 million in at this point in her singing career. <laughs> I know right there. You're like, Oof, that's on you, bro. <laughs> about us. I heard it. I wasn't going for it. But he said, you know, basically she's just backing her mom in this divorce. So basically what a waste of money that was, is what he was saying. But then he goes on to say, the guy she's dating is no good. And he refers to this guy she's dating as the N-word. <gasps> yes. And that's why I said this is worse than Ew. him actually intercoursing. A hundred times worse. This guy's the yeah. worst. The worst. And after this conversation, and once Hulk is gone, SpongeBob, who I'm now going to call him, <laughs> and his wife, he says to his wife, quote, if we ever did want to retire... 
all we have to do is use that effing footage of him talking about people. So he knew what yeah. Hulk had said was horrific. It's and, not wrong. Yeah. And now he has this in his back pocket. And so when this transcript came out, Hulk, of course, faced backlash, rightfully so. Sure. And people were calling him a racist. Yeah. So he tries to do one of those non-apology apologies. It was so gross. He goes on Good Morning America. He says, I'm not racist. You know, he blames his upbringing, really. He says, I grew up in this rough area in Tampa, and oh. that's how we spoke. I spoke to my friends that way. I greeted my friends with the N-word. Like, that's just what we did. And while I'm not someone who can speak on the effects of racism, there are a few problems with this apology. Mm -hmm. There's a million problems with it. But of course, the problem is, number one, you don't do that. You just don't do it. You don't yep. say it. Yep. And number two, this was not a conversation greeting a friend. Right. He was literally having a conversation about someone and meant to portray them in a derogatory way. Right. So his excuse doesn't even make sense. Like, this is how I oh. greeted my friends. That wasn't the context right. at all. Yep. Oh, well, well so said. Anyway, well that was said. Good. Yeah. Thank you. So apparently, the WWE felt the same because they severed ties with Hogan. But his fight was just starting. And his fight against Gawker, do you know how long it lasted, Rebecca? Seven years. Five Over years. Over 10 years. Oh, my ten gosh. years. And Hulk was suing them for more than $100 million. So a year before this is set to go to trial, Gawker ends up settling with Hulk for $30 million. And Hulk ended up saying, great. But now I'm going after Cox Media and these two men who stole the tape. And so one of the men, Matt Lloyd, I don't remember what his nickname was, but I really don't care. <laughs> sure he had one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the DJs, he admitted to the police that he had stolen the tape from SpongeBob Dumbpants' house. And he shopped it around to several news sites and Gawker eventually bit. So eventually they settled out of court for an undisclosed amount, of course. But one more interesting thing, we're almost done about this lawsuit versus Gawker. This was an extremely expensive lawsuit. It took over 10 years to fight. And while Hulk had some money, keep in mind, he gave Linda a lot of money. The majority, yeah. Yeah, and he funded Brooks' million-dollar singing career. No one to blame but himself. And also, I forgot to mention, he wasn't great at business, and he wasn't <laughs> even involved in an MLM. <laughs> Vaisalus? Is that what it is? I think by V-I-S-A-L-U-S. It was literally a multi-marketing thing oh, that man. he was like actively trying to get people to join under him. Oh, shoot. Rebecca, he also passed on a grill that was marketed back in the 90s. He was offered it and a few other kitchen gadgets. And according to him, he didn't get back at his agent in time. They went with George Foreman. I was just going to say, are you telling me we might have had Hulk Hogan grills? <laughs> yes, we might have had Hulk Hogan grills. That's amazing. I am so happy for George Foreman. I already was. Now I'm even happier. Right? Me too. So like, he wasn't great at making these business choices. No. So he didn't have a ton of money. I mean, far more than I'll ever have, but not for a 10-year lawsuit. So back to this lawsuit. It turns out Hulk was actually bankrolled during this fight by a secret benefactor. He didn't even know who this person was that was paying attorney fees and stuff to support him going to trial. So after the case is settled, Peter Thiel, who was the PayPal creator and like a Silicon Valley big shot, comes forward and says, what? yeah, I was the one that paid what? for Hulk's fight. He paid over $10 million to help him fight Gawker. They have on, no relationship, by the way. Was it on the principle of this like right to privacy type thing? Like, was he... Was that, tell me more. Yeah. So apparently Peter hated Gawker okay. and wanted them to be taken down. I kind of hate Gawker too, but yeah. whatever. They ran a story years before where they actually outed him as being gay with an article titled, Peter Thiel is totally gay people. They're disgusting. Right? They're just, they're disgusting. They are. And according to Peter, between that and other articles he said that were written by Gawker, who really were just trying to hurt people's lives and livelihoods, he decided he wanted to make sure they were going to go out of business. Yeah. And thanks to this Hulk Hogan case that he funded, they did. That's and wild. Isn't it? In 2018, they were acquired by Bustle for $1.5 million. Bustle attempts to revive it, and they ran what they called Gawker 2.0. But in February <sighs> of this year, they shut down again, 
hopefully this time for good. I had no idea. That is so mind-blowing. Isn't it? Can you imagine like being in this lawsuit that's literally millions of dollars and you're going through it and then you're finding out someone is paying your bills and you have no idea who it is. They're not saying anything. You're just... Yeah, that feels like like a case for the Illuminati. You're like, maybe the Illuminati is real. Not for Hulk. <laughs> of all people, the last Hulk. person in he the Illuminati is that. Hulk. He might think that. I don't know. Rebecca. I don't know. I have more faith in the Illuminati than to think that Hulk Hogan is in yeah, the Illuminati. I, I would hope. I would hope. But this is, it's a weird situation because the tape and the transcript specifically exposed him for who he right. is, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. Who which is a terrible person, I mean. But then like the guys that get a hold of it are like, we'll keep this in our back pocket to exploit him. Like they're no better. But I'm like glad he was outed for who he is. But it's also just like kind of terrible people on top of terrible people profiting on everyone's Everyone can be terrible in this story, right? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But it turns out Peter was also, I read, he was like funding other people's lawsuits against Gawker. So it wasn't just Hulk's, but Hulk's was the one that took him down. Like his was just such a huge lawsuit that it took him down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess if there's a hero in the story, it's Peter. It's the- Yeah. 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 He's, I don't know enough about him like personally, but yeah, it was just kind of fascinating that he was like, no, I'll spend $10 million. I hate these people. I didn't know any of what you shared tonight and do you feel better having heard it or a little gross (laughs) a little gross but you would set me up to think like this is gonna be i don't know i thought this was so interesting i thought this was like the cultural relevance is is quite interesting to me and the fact that it played out for so many years into present time is crazy i do find sex tape stories interesting not just for the like gossip i can show you stills you again i'm gonna pass on the imagery i'm gonna pass on mm-hmm. the imagery but they're interesting to hear like when they happen to whom they happen and like what happens as a result like because it's never a uniform blanket sort of situation so i am always kind of curious about it when when there's a celebrity involved so that was weird was, yeah and it was wild to me because it wasn't the husband and wife that actually released the tape. It was someone no, that, that was literally stole. Like you would think they would be the ones sure. who played it, right? It sounded like no, they wanted that as part of their personal collection. Yeah, so that's Just what happened. Trust there. no one in that story. No, no, I think that's the big takeaway. There's yeah. really not a likable person in the story at all. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So wow. no winsome. On no, a winsome not a scale. one. No, Mm-mm. no. Zero. He weighs a lot, but. He doesn't register on the winsome scale. Yeah. <laughs> but also, you did get a lot of things right, like him being named Hulk because of like Lou Ferrigno. That like was crazy. the Hulk? Well, what else mm-hmm. would you be well, named if? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'll take but, it. But Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, I think you did good. Do you remember? I don't know if, if your kid had these, but my kid that was born in the year we talked about earlier, 2005, had these Hulk hands, these giant green hands. You put the, the little kids' hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you bang them together and they made a Hulk. They said phrases in the Hulk voice. Right. So it's so cute when he was so little, he would bang them together and be like, oh, I'm angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> but he's like this scrawny kid with like curly hair. Aww. So cute. And those big green hands. But I just wanted to end with a cute Hulk moment. Oh, thank you. Are <laughs> Cle- you saying the that- palette. <laughs> Are you saying Hulk's not tanned booty and weird bald Look, head bleach blonde hair stills are not cute? To some, they are. I think that's how he got as far as he did. He, it, no, Melissa, women liked that stuff. They, they didn't. Women yes, lie to they themselves. Did. We lie no. to ourselves all the time. No, they like it. Ugh, please don't say that. That's that's a back <laughs> off of the cleansing palette. But wow, Rebecca, that, that was, was fun. I'm glad that's over with. I've been really ready fun. to get over with that one for a while. So hope you guys enjoyed it or didn't. I I don't even care if you hated <laughs> it. I get it. <laughs> This could be my Scott Stat part two. No, Re- no, it's not. No. It's not. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Okay, Rebecca, I want to know, what have you been watching? What television have you been watching? So much that it was hard to narrow down what to share with you. Okay. And you'll probably be mad that I went with this. Okay. So you'll get it right away. I just, I'll tell you why I chose it. Okay. okay. So TLC. Uh-huh. Oh, wait. Yeah. Yes. It's confusing because they're now kind of like all in the same Well, thing. yeah, but it's a confusing clue for another reason, but I'm going to leave it because maybe it'll make it harder, but probably oh. not. TLC Family Prison. 
TLC Family Prison. But I mean, I'm thinking the TLC doc now because I feel like you yes. said that to confuse me. But it, it is a doc. It, it didn't. I didn't watch it on TLC, but it was about a TLC show, Family Oh, Prison. Shiny Happy People. Shiny okay. Happy People. On, I think it was Hulu or Amazon. Prime. Prime. Mm-hmm. Yes. Sorry about that. When I wrote it down, I didn't remember that it was on Prime. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't realize till the end of watching it that it was the same director who did Lulu Rich. Oh, who I interviewed on Dialogue, and I think she's so talented. So, same woman. Yeah. So, Shiny Happy People is about the Duggars, and you and I have said from day one we will never do an episode on the Duggars, even though mm-hmm. they're like kind of at the center of the reality TV zeitgeist. Yeah, it's just too sad and dark so of a dark. story. Mm-hmm. But I did have to watch the doc. Did you watch it? I did. Yeah, I watched it the day it came out. I, was, I thought it I was, was like really well done. It. it really was, and it was so interesting because. I grew up with people like this. Like, yeah. we called them bus families because they would literally have <laughs> so many kids, so many kids, and in the homeschool world and all that. And so, not to this extreme, but I knew families like this. Yeah. And it's, the whole story was so disturbing. And like hearing them talk about the things they talked about on the show in 2023, you can see where it's like abusive behavior mm-hmm. that you. I don't think I caught when I, and I, I didn't really watch it because to me it was too close to stuff yeah, I knew. Right. But like even the mom talking about like you have a buddy and that's who you take care of and you're like a 10 year old watching a baby, like that's your entire responsibility. It's wild. Yeah. That you have so many babies that after you're done breastfeeding, they like just aren't your responsibility anymore because you have so many other kids that can take care of them is so weird and loaded. It was so good because it obviously went into all of the oldest son's crimes and just how horrific that all was, but more so went into this like other larger Mm -hmm. story about this like sect of fundamentalism they were all a part of. And I didn't know any of that. That leader who had a lawsuit brought against him, I'm forgetting his name, Charles Gothard, maybe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. That was so fascinating and horrible to hear about, but helpful to kind of give the Duggars a little more context, not to give them more like leeway, but to understand what they were being fed. But yeah, just truly disturbing and happy to see, you know, some of the daughters on the other side Mm -hmm. of it. So, you know, articulate and, but just so painful. And the fact that they worked as adults for free on that show and on their spinoffs was shocking. I mean, the parents just took all the money, just took all the money. I don't understand when they had to do this, when they moved to the spinoff. So it's one thing for them to have turned 18 when they that, were all in the 18 kids. Yes. Like, I could see how that could have fallen through the cracks. Although, how are they not like looking at, like, how oh, is there not like a trust an alarm set, set in their fund? Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, alarm set on their phones to be like, this person turns 18 today. We need to change, you know, 100%. How being yeah. But for their spinoff, when Seven it's just years. about them and they're not getting. Anything, a dime. So that, that just shows Oof. also like the power and the gravity of the naivete they had. Like the bubble they were in was so big that they're like, well, my parents said do this. So I'm doing it from ages 18 to 26. Like, what? Yeah. So yeah. it was very, very disturbing. Like you said, my daughter and I watched it, but very well done too. So agree. And it was like the right amount of episodes. Like it didn't mm-hmm. go on. Right. And on. It, didn't, it was exactly. it was really, really good. Um, so yeah. if you're up for that. But big time trigger warning, it's 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 super rough. Yeah. I will um, say they didn't go into Josh's stuff so no, much. Less than I which expected. I, was surprised. I, I appreciated the bigger story that it wasn't just this like deep dive into him because like it's, I agree. That's too gross. It is. Um, I wish they would have focused a little more on his wife yeah. and kind of how she grew up for us to really understand like well, they did talk about it really, yeah. where they would say like, what was the thing about suffering is what makes you closer to God. So like the way she sees things is this is her being closer to God. So you can't leave because this is what suffering is and you have to stay. It's very sister wives in that way, I felt like. But yeah, it was fascinating. Dark, but very, very very well done. So if you can handle some of that, you should definitely check it out. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. Okay. What'd you watch? Okay. You're going to know this one. I believe in you. Bravo. Okay. A season that isn't spring, winter, or fall. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Summer house. Which one? What's your third clue? 
I wrote a word, but I don't know. It looks Martha's like it's Vineyard? a veto. Martha's Vineyard. Okay. Yes. Let's talk okay. about it. Let's talk about it. So Summer House, Martha's Vineyard. I watched the first episode when it came out, but I didn't make it through the whole thing. I was like, there's just so many people that I was having a hard time kind of Yeah, and they're all new. Yeah. Everybody's new. But I finished it and then moved on to the second episode. And it's so good, Rebecca. It's mm-hmm. so funny. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Like early Summer House is such great TV. Right. It's messy and it's yep. fun and nobody takes it too seriously that they're on the show. And that's what this feels like. Yeah. It's, there's so many good characters. There's yes. people you love. There's people you love to hate. Yep. And like the main ones, Silas and Jasmine. Jasmine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not a fan of them. No, they, they're terrible. They're terrible. But it's an important piece of the they're show. They're necessary. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. They ha- Have you made it through more than like, have you yep. watched a few episodes? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm not they, current, but I'm okay. But I've seen three, maybe four. So you've seen when they literally voted people out of the house. Like weeks in a row. Out like, of nowhere. Like two people gone. Two people. And then I think there's another one coming where they start debating. I know. In a future, in the yes, next episode. And it's like, met. you guys, we, it's going to, there's not going to be a house left. It's going to be like summer solo shed. Like it's not Survivor. It's Mm-mm. very but strange. I love it because it does feel like Survivor where you're like at any moment. You're out of here. Like, but it talk about so stressful. Like, yes, it's like the antithesis of a summer vacation. It's like you're so <laughs> on edge. You're like, I could be next. It's so weird. And it kind of makes sense, the things that they're choosing, but it also kind of really doesn't. Right. Like, yeah. the second guy, it made sense because he came in and was like a nuisance. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. He's he was terrible. disrespectful. He came in and like just led with the wrong energy and he was disgusting. Yeah. Like, yeah. made really rude choices. Sure. But, the, but who did they vote off before that? Oh, it was the girl who did like the moon thing. Oh, well, that moon thing would have annoyed me. I would have voted her out too. So you don't get voted out for that. You don't. And she got voted out over something. I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, you have sorry, to watch right, it. Right, right. No, no, no. But it's like. It's debatable. Really like if you brought away. that to a jury, I think you would have had like a split jury. Yeah. I felt like that could have she give, could have gotten given a, a conversation. Chance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But the guy coming in hot is no, like, he no, was out of there. It. That was fine. Mm-hmm. That was fine. Yeah. Cause he was only going to get worse, mm-hmm. but I love it. There is an emotional support dog that's there that everyone oh, yeah. basically hates. My love. <laughs> because I don't think it's an emotional support dog. I think she just wants her dog there. I mean, I can't say I know that people have those for real, but Milo is different. No, Milo Milo doesn't seem to be supporting anything. No, I almost feel like Milo's in a situation where he might need rescuing. <laughs> Milo needs the support is yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. Of. Did you get to the part where they put Milo in the confessional? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> okay. I won't say anymore. <laughs> there's so much fun with it, though. Like, yeah. There's this one scene where the guy looks up at the cameras and he's like, hey, did you get that? And the camera nods. Yes. Yeah. Just like, yeah, so it's much playful. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm there, loving it. And in addition to the fun and the like humor and the levity, there are some moments of interesting conversations yeah. and like solidarity that they have, but mm-hmm. then they see things differently and they have those conversations. I'm I'm into it. I think it's I super um, love it. Injecting the summer house with some fun again because mm-hmm. summer should be fun. And the last fun. couple seasons of the original, yeah. They haven't been Not fun. Great. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that's a good recommendation watch. there. Yeah, yeah, it's a great watch. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm enjoying that big time. And now there's like six or seven episodes. I always have a hard time like watching a brand new show on the first episode because then I'm like, yeah. I love where it. Where do I go? Right. Where Enjoy do I go for week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm now in like a little binge thing and yeah. just loving it. Good, I, good, good. I'm so yeah, happy So many good characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good, good, good. There's so much to watch right now. There really is. It's <sighs> difficult, but yeah. we always... We always push. We through. prevail. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, oh, one thing. Last thing. We haven't talked about this on the show. I hope it's but mm-hmm. smartless. Is it? It's smartless. Oh. How amazing was the smartless documentary? Even if you don't watch the show, or even if you don't listen to the podcast, right? Amazing. All the thumbs up. You were so kind to tell me that recommendation off mic because I think I was in like a rut and I needed. A show and I, it was like two Fridays ago. I just sat on my couch and watched the whole thing Mm -hmm. front to end. Guess what? I've watched it again. 
Really? It's so great, though, Rebecca. So it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, the contour of Smartless podcast. I'm sure needs no introduction. Yeah, the cameras follow them on toward. They film it in black and white, mm-hmm. which and I loved. Daughter- I wasn't sure if I would love it, but I ended up loving it. I loved it from the minute I saw it in black and white. I'm like so sold. My daughter I kept was like, waiting Is this for it to come. Change, and I'm like, nope. And it, we ended up. She got on board too. It's directed by Sam Jones. Is that his name? The guy who has behind the or off camera. Great podcast. Mm -hmm. Great cinematographer. So that, I mean, these men are so funny. So So, funny. And it was really interesting to see Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Obviously, Amy Poehler is Will Arnett's ex. And I'm trying to imagine them as a couple. And I'm just like, that must have been such a riot. Like, because I heard they had an amicable divorce. Like it was right. just kind of like they became best friends and weren't really he in love anymore. Her on, like smart list. So yeah, it I seem think like- there's like no, you know, it's not a terrible situation. But I was like, gosh, these really are. Maybe it's too many funny people in a marriage. Like, like Jason, yeah, Bateman and his wife. She seems like a very straight laced person. <laughs> also, could be called a stick in the mud. But I'm like, I feel like he wouldn't have room for a funny wife. Like, no. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Which would be hard for me because I would marry him, but I'm way too funny. I know. I know. (laughs) You would. But I ended up loving, I ended up loving Will Arnett even more. And Sean Hayes, I fell in love with. Me too. He is utterly winsome. He really, he is textbook winsome. Mm -hmm. There's, there is just something so effortlessly lovable about him. Totally. I could just follow him around all the time, mm-hmm. but but Arnett, I mean, there's no one funnier. And his voice, I just, but their banter, them ordering food, them riding sub segways in DC. Who would think that's funny though? Like listening to people order food and talk about food and talk about gas X and all this stuff, but it is a riot. And just like, there were <sighs> so many heartwarming pieces where they talked about Will as a father or how they grew up. And it just- was so real and raw and oh and I just loved it. wedged in all the other like nonsense and levity so it was just mm-hmm. like the perfect balance of like an emotional experience you're just like totally. funny 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 and then you get this like heartwarming but then they like it's light again it was so good so yeah we obviously can't recommend this more i might yeah, throw this sorry, in the post as to, like a third a third mm-hmm. wreck because it's just too good to miss you don't have to have watched or listened to the podcast no, you don't but you'll you want to totally and here's mm-hmm. the thing about the podcast very hit or miss for me really yeah, depends yeah. on the guests they have like they clearly don't research they do better when it's their really good friend like a big hollywood yeah. personality if it's not like they really don't shine like best the when they're just being themselves. Boston, that was another thing. We got to watch them like bomb, falter and fail basically on stage. Which is so cool that they show it. Agree. Right? I don't think they could have gotten around it because people were like pissed about that show. It, it was a smart move because they kind mm-hmm. of, you get to see some context. Um, totally. I don't want to say anymore, but you do. I mean, watch it for that to watch these guys mm-hmm. like completely bomb. Even at the point in their career, you can bomb a live show. Like, yeah, it's actually very comforting. <laughs> yeah. Well, kind of like you were saying about the Amy and Tina thing, I felt very like creatively inspired watching them and watching yeah. them rebound from that and kind yep. of encourage each other. Totally. And, same. And pivot and stuff. And like, even Sean had a later show and kind of had a no-name guest and was like, I actually am changing. Like, yes. we realize now on these live tours, we need to get... So anyway, it was just... I don't know. This is like my biggest recommendation in months and months. I'm going to co-sign that and say exact same. I'm I'm emphatically recommending it to people in my personal life, and yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you you brought it up because it's and it's our friend Stacy recommended it to me. She like hard sold oh, it to me, yeah. And so I have to give her credit for that because I was like, I've listened to the podcast, I like it, but I don't really care to watch this, and it was everything. No, she was so right, Rebecca. I would love to know what the heck you're doing in two weeks. If you know. I was totally tracking with you the whole episode, but there were like maybe two moments where I'm like, it's not too late to change. I could (laughs) say different clues at the end. So that's how committed I am. But here we go. Recording is on three clues. You're going to get it probably. Okay. Bravo. Laboratory. Collection. Bravo. Laboratory. Collection. Ooh, interesting. I'm not sure yet. Oh, I, 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 from your mouth to God's ears, the interesting part. I'm, I'm pretty sure it will be, <laughs> but not a hundred percent. Oh man, I get so like hung up on one clue, and then something will spark. Yeah, you'll like, get it. I tomorrow. just ate. 
I feel like a fat pig, that kind of thing. It'll, <laughs> it'll, it'll come to me later. This, this episode has been on my long list for a while. And I kind Ooh. of have that feeling where I'm like, you know what? I just need to do it and, and put it out there so I can move on from it. But there's a reason I wanted to do it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty interesting, unique story that, you know, isn't like any ones we've done. So it'll be fun. Oh, I'm excited. It'll be fun. Intrigued. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Rebecca, great. We should do this again in two weeks. In the meantime, you can follow us, let's be honest, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Instagram seems to be <laughs> where we go. We are. It's the only oh, language I speak anymore on I, social media. I'm too old. I can't learn new languages and they all are a different language. So you're very totally. good at Twitter. I mean, follow us on Twitter. And when Melissa feels like tweeting, you won't be sorry. <laughs> She's really good. That's the thing. <laughs> it's only if things are really going on, am I going to get involved? Yeah, Otherwise, yeah. I'm like, it's like tweeting to the abyss. And then you see how many views it has and nobody likes it's, it. No, like, it's just, guys, just, just, you know what? Please like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. And, and the contest for the hoodie is still happening. So if you yes. do follow us on Instagram, you'll see it there. If you do like the show, leave a review, send us a screenshot of it. We're going to do the drawing on I want to say June 21st, summer solstice. Who doesn't need a white hoodie for summer solstice? <laughs> um, <laughs> it is a it's size perfect. small because we had an extra one of that. It's brand new. We overordered and it is pre-shrunk and it's a nice fit. It's relaxed, I would say. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Great. I'm sold. I don't wear a small, but if I did, I would leave us a review. Yeah. And you don't have to just leave one for winning a hoodie. You can just leave one because you love the show. We'd appreciate that. And thank that you as always for listening. Melissa, thanks for a great story. Nailed it. And you can hear Melissa every Tuesday. If you liked that, you will love Moms and Mysteries on Tuesdays with Melissa and her co-host Mandy. Yes. And you can find Rebecca at RebeccaSebastian.com. She's always working on really cool things. So she'll update over there as they come out. And otherwise, come back in two weeks for a brand new episode featuring Rebecca. And (laughs) I'm on there, but like you're leading that one. Yep. Laboratory. I'll be wearing my white coat. Ugh, I can't figure it out. All right. Well, I got to get off so I can send you this screenshot of Terry Bolia's. Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Have a great week, everyone. Bye forever. Bye. (laughs)